Hey, how are you? I'm Dustin. And I'm Steve, your international Styles, style yeah. boy and number one Brizzy Lions fan. Uh, welcome back to the Wedding Photo Hangover podcast, the finest phototainment in the world. We are an irreverent look at photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. And have I got a wedding hangover this week, Dustin? Oh, Dustin and I are recording on a Monday night after uh, Jen and I had five weddings this weekend. So, yes, but let's let's be frank. You yourself did not shoot five weddings. How um, many weddings did you yourself and you shoot? Me being Frank. Mm-hmm. Frank didn't shoot any weddings. Steve shot two. I shot two. Cool, cool beans. Labor Day weekend, baby. It's the Super Bowl weekend of weddings. Soup it up, yeah. Um, it is. A- we've never had five weddings on the same weekend for Labor Day weekend. We've had five weddings on the same weekend other weekends, but never Labor Day weekend. So you finally are doing it right this year. You're yeah. finally doing it right. Finally, are we? Because I feel dead inside. And also, when I went to pick up my kids from my mom's house today, I did fall asleep on her couch for about an hour. Mm. Mm. that'll do it so is that doing it right because it feels like i did it wrong well when you take the sum average of every wedding you shot this week and you multiply that by five uh then as soon as you see that number on the calculator you typically feel alive again oh okay uh see the thing for me was I was just stressed out all week thinking about this weekend, thinking about mm-hmm. are all of our shooters going to show up? Are we going to have enough like cards? Are you know the cards going to get damaged? Is anything going to go wrong? Are we going to be able to back everything up? Am, am I going to be safe <laughs> or am I going to get screwed over? Uh, you know, last time we recorded, I talked about the uh, the terrible anxiety I had for over a year when we lost a card, um, which a little bit of follow-up. A few people have asked me why I didn't talk about it for a year, and the, uh, the answer on the, on the podcast, and the answer is because I was scared to talk about it until I heard back from the clients. <laughs> He's not as honest as me, guys. That's really what it comes down to. I share I'm, it to you hot, heavy, <laughs> right on the spot. And that has gotten you in trouble in the past. So It's a trouble I'm willing to get into for my listeners. It's, yeah, yeah, you know, it's not the trouble I'm willing to get into because I was afraid of my business imploding. Uh, but yeah, w- once we heard back from the clients and uh, a little follow-up to that, I'd said they, they said they were just cool with just like uh, the video we'd given them. We'd also offered them an album. And I don't think I shared this last time, but they got back with us a like day or two later and we're like, we've talked it over. And if y- you guys would still be willing to, to give us the album like you offered, we, we would love that. So we are giving them an album. And you were like, eh, sorry, you actually like the video, so <laughs> no album. I was like, is that all you want? Yeah, no, we're cool. Let's uh, let's move on from this one. <laughs> I was ready to watch my whole life explode. Implode? I don't know. One of the plodes. It was going to plode. Did you go back since then and put something in your contract that states, like, if you don't hear about edits, revisions, tweaks, changes, etc., within a certain time frame from said client, that the video immediately becomes de facto approved? 
Uh, I, I'm pretty certain we have something in our contract like that already, but I will need to go back and look at it. Uh, the big thing here, though, was... So, based on our contract, we had agreed to give them a three to five minute highlight video from the day, and that was all they're going to get. So, technically, we never had to tell them anything went wrong. We never had to say we lost any footage. I could have just cut together a three to five minute video and given that to them, but we just felt bad about doing that because there were parts of their day that we're missing, and we're like, we want to be upfront and honest with them because we feel like... The downside to being upfront and honest is they could be upset with us and that could harm our business. Um, the downside to not being upfront and honest and then having them call us out and be like, hey, we're actually wondering where this certain footage is from the day and us having to be like, we lost a card. Um, that could be potentially much, much worse than if we just you know, came out in advance and like said, this is what happened. This is what went wrong. This is what we're willing. This is or not what we're willing. This is what we can do to try to make it. This is who we are. This is who we are. We're people who fuck up. So (laughs) is that that what you wanted me to say? Your words, not mine. Yeah. So moral of the story, five weddings, one weekend, two photographers, one cup. How did it go? Did you get everything accomplished? Memory cards were saved. Triple backups were made. As far as I know so far, uh, yeah, triple backups have been made. Anything that hasn't already been backed up is locked away in the fire safe, uh, still on the card, so it doesn't get screwed up. For those of you who don't realize, the fire safe is a safe that Steve lights on fire as he stays. It's like a sort of a mortuary of hard drive storage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I throw things in, I set it on fire, and then um, I seal it up and just let the smoke build in there. And then uh, if I ever need the information, I actually just let a little bit of the smoke out and I can decipher from the smoke what was on the hard drives. Called smoke data. Mm -hmm. Have you ever heard the term smoke and mirrors? Yeah. where it comes Uh, from. You know, when when you talk about getting all of your uh, memories, all your footage up into the cloud, this is like an express way to get it up there. What's faster (laughs) at getting into the clouds than smoke? Vapor transfer. Yeah. So Dustin, we should do we should do a little uh, little little bit of beer talk. What you drinking tonight? I heard you crack one open. Steven, I'm so glad you asked. I happen to have gone to the grocery store this evening. Mm. And um, so I'm trying so hard, so hard to jump on this runaway train that is the dare I call it seltzer train or um Non-beer train. Non-beer train, if you will. I'm trying... Non-beer fizzy alcoholic beverage train. Yes, yes. To the point where, like, there's more of that on the shelves at the store than there is beer. Like, Mm -hmm. the beer is getting pushed further and further down, and more and more beer manufacturers are coming out with their own version of said non-beer drink. And so... Uh, Dude, my favorite brewery, Scarlet Lane, they're putting out a seltzer. Yeah, they're succumbing. They're succumbing. Um, so I saw this one at the store tonight, and I thought this one, this one, I could be interested in. Um, so I was looking for an Oktoberfest type beer, and instead I came home with this little ditty. This is called the Social Club Seltzer, and it is a old fashioned mixed with seltzer. 
That sounds like an abomination of the so old fashioned. But hey, people put cherries in old fashioned, a, so <laughs> do whatever you want, bud. Yeah. So I got this mainly because um, I don't typically drink at weddings um, just because I feel like I shouldn't and because I don't need to. And last night, the wedding I photographed had two incredible signature cocktails, one for the bride, one for the groom, that they themselves had handcrafted with the bartender. And one was the groom's take on an old fashioned, and the other one was the bride's take on a, like a vodka, no, excuse me, a tequila margarita lemonade type concoction. And holy cow, they were both amazing. Mm-hmm. And so, well, what was in the old fashioned, buddy? Light up my life. So we, so it wasn't any like bourbon to write home about. It was just makers because obviously got to keep the cost down for mm-hmm. guests and such. But it was makers, um, just your traditional old fashioned ingredients. But then they added uh, muddled cherries. Yeah, that's, I don't know if I'm that's, saying do you that do correctly. Muddled cherries and old fashions. If you bastardize them, yes. Please continue. But it was like a certain kind of cherry. Like it was, um, I'm not sure. It's like they, they, they put it in and, and like no, muddle I mean, it with a No, I mean, but it was like a brand of, like it was oh, like oh, okay. cherries that had been like soaked in bourbon or something like that. And then like the bartender put it in the glass with orange, an orange slice. Ugh, gosh. Oh gosh. I hate everything. Of, oh my gosh. I hate everything about this. Simple syrup. And then kind of mushed it all together. Then he poured in the bourbon. And oh wait, I like that part of it. I like that part. And then and just, the bitters, the simple syrup, the bourbon, I get behind all that. And then like a couple ice cubes and you're good to go. Yeah, I can get behind the ice cubes too. That those belong in an old fashioned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it was tasty. I mean, for a wedding drink, it was uh yeah, if you wanted a fruit good. drink, there you go. Yeah, and you know me, fruity tootie. Ben and I shot a wedding this year where they they had a signature drink that was a it was an old fashioned, but it is uh it was made with rye, not with bourbon, and uh, which which is acceptable. I've been told for an old fashioned. I don't drink them with rye. To, I always drink them with bourbon, but this one had <laughs> rye, and it had a. It didn't have like fruit in it, but it had like a an orange peel curled up on the side. Mm. Yeah. So a side of fruit. It was like a zest. It was like an orange zest, but it was like long enough zest it could like curl up on itself. And then it was like on like a, I think a toothpick or something on the side. And then it had like a little bit of like an orange flavor to it. So I think they must have got some zest in it or something. But it was as close as you could zest get to an old fashioned without it being an old fashioned, in my opinion. And it was, it was pretty good. You know, uh, I'm not going to lie. Anything with rye, whiskey, bourbon, whiskey, whiskey, whiskey. You know, I like it all. It's all good. Rye whiskey is my least favorite of the whiskeys, but it's okay. I had an old-fashioned at a wedding earlier in the year that had, um, it was their signature drink, and it had Crown in it, mm-hmm. which is the first time I'd ever had an old-fashioned with Crown. Yeah, that's that's odd. That's a real, real sweet whiskey, so. Yeah, which was right up my alley. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Super delicious. No, Crown's, Crown's great if you're looking for something sweet, man. Mm, always looking for something sweet, Steve. Uh, speaking of sweet, Steve, what are you drinking tonight? Elijah, Elijah Craig. Craig, straight from the bottle. 
<laughs> no, no, there's, there's a little, uh, there's a little Coke in there. In the bottle? <laughs> in the glass, not in the bottle. Come on. What? <laughs> You're like, I just typically drink half the bottle straight. Then I mix just a teaspoon of Coke and then the rest of it's just, uh, oh, I went, I went out to a restaurant on my way home from my mom's. And by went out, I mean, went through a drive-thru and all they had was like soda products and lemonade. And I was like, I don't want any of this. So I guess I'll get a Coke cause I can mix that with some whiskey when I get home. That's my life now. So Elijah because if I Craig, just, if I like just drink, if I just drink Coke, like after three o'clock in the afternoon, I know I'm going to be up to like four in the morning. Really? That's how old I am now. Like the caffeine takes a toll on this body. So, so I got I to mix it. Got to mix it with the uh, with the alcohol. Well, you know, taking a nap in the middle of the day at my mom's house probably probably not going to help me fall asleep tonight. Oh, what yeah. can you do? What can you do? Except for maybe move on to some topics, Dustin. Top- topics. Yeah, let's let, let's do some topics. Um, let's do it. Dustin, did you want to talk to me about anything in particular? Uh, maybe. Um... Yes, I wanted to talk to you about the movie Tenant. Um, so I went nope. and saw it. This... <laughs> nope, 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 nope. You were supposed to watch that with me. Yeah, and you said you didn't want to go. I said I didn't want to go when you were going to be an indie. <laughs> you could have invited me to Fort Wayne. Why didn't you invite me to Fort Wayne? <laughs> uh. The idea of inviting you to Fort Wayne, I feel like it's I would already hear the answer leave you with ridicule. <laughs> yeah, I was like, do I look like I have a vehicle that drives on mud roads? Do, uh, do I want to take a trip to the landfill? Do they even take my money up there? Yeah, uh, all, all, all good reasons. Um, no, doesn't I, th- I have Sony stuff in, in our topic list today. I thought for certain you would want to talk about the Sony stuff. No, I mean we can. It's already perfect, uh, so I don't really know what else that they could come out with or improve. How about upon, this, uh, such as Sony... the Sony twelve to twenty-four millimeter f two point eight that dropped mm-hmm. um, after I already bought a fourteen to twenty-four f two point eight from Sigma. A little disappointed that Sony took so long to get that lens out. So now I got to sell my Sigma. You're going to sell the Sigma? That's just how it is? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I thought you'd want to talk about the Sony A to E mount adapter with built-in autofocus motor because the A mount lenses didn't have autofocus motors to begin with. That doesn't interest you at all? You're going to have to explain to me what that exactly means. You get some old A mount glass for cheap and then... uh, (laughs) It it means um, they have A mount lenses lenses for the a mount and lenses for the e mount and um one of them doesn't have an autofocus motor yeah which ones don't have the autofocus because the the picture right the picture that is in this article that you put in here shows a lens that i own (laughs) and i'm like i'm pretty (laughs) sure that lens has autofocus yes yes it shows a the carl zeiss uh what is it the 35 or something i don't know no, I think it's their Zeiss 50. Yes. But, yeah. Okay, like, so it's A-mount to E-mount adapter that promises E-mount autofocus. I had it backwards. Got it. 
or yeah, wait, E-mount autofocus in burst shooting performance when using Sony's older A-mount glass. I had it forwards and then I got it backwards and reading it off again because I doubted myself. Let that be a lesson to everybody listening. Never doubt yourself. <laughs> Never, Never Google anything. Always go with your first instinct, no matter, matter how insane it seems. Oh, okay. Uh, you didn't want to talk about the new Sony Cinema line that was announced? No, I saw that, but... We're just going to go through a list of things Dustin doesn't want to talk about. You're you're Mr. Gear Talk. This is all things that I thought you would be excited about. The current Sony lenses are so good. Why why do I need cinema lenses? They're going to be ungodly expensive. And This is for Big Burrito Creative, bro. Big Burrito Burrito Creative's got to get into the higher-end stuff. Big Burrito Creative will just use Luke's uh, Blackmagic stuff. That's Luke McBride creative. Little Burrito Creative? What does he call his company? Tiny Taco. Uh, Unscripted Visual is Luke McBride, longtime listener of the show's video company. So the uh, Sony Cinema line is actually, uh, they have briefly shown an upcoming camera of theirs, the FX6 camera. It'll be the first new product to be part of the cinema line, and Sony claims it will start shipping in 2020. Yeah, I assume they would have to come out with something to compete with their new A7S III. Mm-hmm. So that way they could be like, oh no, really, we do have real video cameras. <laughs> kind of like how uh, Canon's like, oh shoot, we just announced this R5. I guess... It overheats real fast, so you could still buy our cinema cameras. <laughs> yeah, for those you who still have a reason for those all day. Ah, <laughs> uh, so the the whole thing with that was always that it was supposed to be something like in Europe. There's some law that like if it's over, if a camera shoots video for over 35 minutes, it's technically a video camera and not a photo camera. And so then at that point, it's in a different tax bracket, which is taxed more heavily or highly. And so that's why like the early cameras could only shoot for like such a short amount of time. And it started out, they could only shoot for like 15 minutes or something like that. Cause that was originally like the cutoff and then it got bumped up to 30 or 35 or whatever. <sighs> Laws suck. <laughs> Taxes suck, you know. It's more like you know, a tax why don't we just thing. get rid of those things? You know? So what? What are these cinema lenses? I'm trying to like find them in this article, and then I'm going to the. Links. I never said cinema lenses. I said cinema line. Uh, I thought it was a so line saying there of will cinema be, lenses. It's saying there will be more than the FX9. Now there's going to be the FX6 as well, and then there's going to be uh, another camera because they have three in the picture. So there's three cameras that are coming out for their or two new cameras for their cinema line. Cool. You don't read anything, anything that I'm I a visual, visual person, Steve. I look oh. for pictures. I saw no pictures of lenses. I assume no lenses exist. Ipso facto, no cinema lenses. <laughs> What's Google doing? What's Google Pictures doing launching filters? So, so there's so is as far as Google goes, there's like two things of interest for uh, photographers. Well. 
photographers is shit on Canon cameras. There's two things of interest for non-Canon shooters. It's just one thing of interest. So Canon cameras can now back up straight to Google Photos. This is like for their uh, their newer cameras that have like built-in Wi-Fi and stuff. There's now like a way that you can just have your camera automatically back up all your photos to your Google Photos. Mm-hmm. Um, so this would be like if you're shooting with JPEG or if you're shooting with RAW and you pay to have... Uh, your photos backed up to Google Photos and like the um, what's it called the f- f- full resolution. So with Google Photos, you can back up all of your photos, but it um, it sh- it doesn't back them up in full resolution. It backs them up in like a, a smaller resolution than what you sent them to Google with. But if you pay money for like Google Drive or whatever, you can say, "Hey, uh, fill my two terabytes up with just my photos from my iPhone or my Canon cameras or whatever." So you can just back straight up to your Google Photos um, with like raw photos from weddings, I guess. I don't know why you'd want to do that, but I mean, you can if only go traveling. up to two terabytes of uh, of storage, so <laughs> that's gonna yeah. fill up real fast. If you're doing it with weddings, with raw photos that with the newer Canon cameras, they're shooting like 42 megapixels, right? It's ridiculous shit like that. So yeah, that'd be full in like a day, one, one or two weddings. Yep. Being a little bit facetious, but, uh, the, the news about from Google for all photographers is Google pictures, which is like a Google image search online where you can just like look up pictures and stuff mm-hmm. is launching a new licensable badge and filter. So there's something you can do now when you upload a photo that Google indexes where you can say, this is a photo that can be licensed. So then people know they can pay you money to license your photo. And then That's there's a, there's going to be a filter in the search so they can search for only licensable photos. Wow. Maybe so hopefully this will stop take photo theft. And add something like this into Instagram. Maybe Facebook will take notes and add something like this into one of their two different social media things, Facebook and Instagram, which both only allow you to upload photos at like a thousand five hundred like web size images only. Yeah. Yeah. You're not giving away high resolution images there. You're all good. Don't worry about it. Right. I'm good. I'm good with selling low res images, man. (laughs) Whatever. How are people downloading your photos at like high resolution from Instagram? Screenshotting it on a 5k cinema display. (laughs) You just gotta make your account private, right? (laughs) Who's screenshotting Instagram photos? I know people do it. I had a bride. I know people do it. (laughs) I had a bride uh, yesterday ask me, just want to be clear before we book with you, um, the photos we get don't have your name on them, do they? Like I see on your website. And by website, she's referring to our client proofing site that we use, Zenfolio, to proof, like send all our galleries to our clients, which has a watermark. And the reason we have the watermark on there is because so many people screenshot it and share it to Facebook. And I'm like, hell, if they're going to screenshot it and they don't care about the quality, I might as well get some PR out of it. Um, some bad PR. These hey. are what blurry, shitty photos look like. Dustin <laughs> McKibben style. <laughs> yeah. But everybody's got them. And so now you I was want like, that blurry DMAC or you didn't get it. You didn't, your wedding wasn't captured if you don't have a blurry DMAC in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But 
uh, yeah, she understood. I had to explain to her the reason we do that is because so many people nowadays are very impatient and just want a screenshot. And I want to take advantage of your impatientness by making you share my logo. Yeah, very nice. I love it. Um, she was cool with it. She was cool with it. And she's she like, don't worry. I will share your blurry ass logo. Don't worry about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. <laughs> Got I said, it if, done. You, if you don't want to, you can wait for your USB drive. So, so Dustin, did you want to talk about this uh, Fuji Fuji film? They they got fast glass Fuji fast Fuji fast Fuji fast, Fuji fast glass. Yeah, Fuji fast yeah. glass the FFG lens. Yeah, yeah, no, they're they're, they're putting out a fifty millimeter f one lens. It's the fastest Fuji lens ever made. Except Fuji's not full frame, so f one is like f what two in terms of what the bokeh looks like, mm-hmm. yes. In terms of how much light it gathers, no. <laughs> Do we care about light? That's why God invented ISO. <laughs> True. I mean, why would you even need that? Sony cameras can go up to like 8 yeah. million ISO, right? At my reception on Sunday, which was outdoors, and I was starting to get really nervous when I was watching the sunset and realized we're going to do the first dance in the dark. Um, and I popped up a video light next to the DJ's lights and I was just like, you know, Hey, thank thank you for Sony ISO. I was like ISO 5,000 and it looked perfect. Dustin, I didn't even tell you about this yet. I second shot a wedding this summer (gasps) and they wanted, they wanted to get married back in the woods at like their friend's house. Right. So it's like back in the woods, full tree coverage overhead. When it's sunny out, it looks gorgeous. There's like little rays of light coming through. Beautiful, you know, just magnificent. They took all these string lights, strung them up all over the place. They had like a string light curtain that they were walking mm-hmm. through on their mm-hmm. way down the aisle. Uh-huh. Just yeah. magnificent, utterly magnificent, right? Mm-hmm. Wedding day rolls around, giant storm blows through, giant <laughs> storm. They have to push the ceremony back an hour so that the storm will pass and they can still get married outside. Go back to the ceremony location. Big mud pit, big mud pit, mud everywhere. Still going forward with it. it. Yes. Yeah. Still going forward with it. Got the string lights all on. Go back there. Um, Me and the the person I was shooting for, look at the the area, you know, pull out our cameras. Uh, We both have like a... F 1.4 like lenses on 50 millimeter. I have my 85 F 1.2 with me as well. Crank that ISO up to like 6,400 still barely getting anything, barely getting anything at all. So we have to set up like external flashes and flash continuously throughout the entire ceremony just to get anything usable. And, uh, it's so dark, so dark. We're both shooting with a five D Mark fours. So dark, the five D Mark fours, can't focus without without having like a flash on with the ir but we don't want to blast ir like all throughout the ceremony at them so so i take two throughout the entire ceremony switching over to live live mode you know um so i can just like see on the back of the camera what it is zooming in and focusing manually turning live mode off because with live mode on the flash is on fire for some reason. So I have to turn live mode off and then fire and just hope I kept my hands pretty freaking steady because if I didn't keep them pretty steady, 
we're not going to get a, a picture that's in focus because we're at like f 1.4 the entire time because it's so freaking dark oh it was maybe one of the most challenging shoots i've ever done in my entire life that's why i always bring a video light Yes, yes, but uh, I, I was just hired to come and shoot photos, so I didn't bring video lights. I just brought my flash equipment. Flash and equipment also, man. even if Think I had past. brought a video light, like, what am I going to do? Shine a video light on the stage the entire ceremony? Yes, that's Actually, what the I guests did. probably would have been like super yeah, they'd be happy like, with Oh, that. we can see now. This is great. Thank you, photographer, for saving the day. Then the photographer <laughs> that hired you would have been like, oh my God, Steve, you're amazing for bringing a fucking video light. <laughs> oh. the, you, so there you, was a you videographer. set up a video light on at the at the ceremony when it was that dark it was like ceremony would, yeah, i'm gonna blast absolutely. him with a video light you would or 100%. you have you would uh, yes, or you have absolutely i have no 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 no, no. i want to know names i want to know dates i want to be able to follow up with this bride and this groom to see if this is a true story don't give me this dustin mckibben bullshit cowboy i went in and just did the thing <laughs> Oh, yeah, absolutely. I did the thing. No, I remember we shot a wedding at a barn and they were going to have the doors behind them open because uh, they thought, oh, it'd be so cool to like the bride was going to pull up in a Mustang and like walk in and like into the barn and be like super backlit. And so I had to make the decision then and there like 15 minutes before the ceremony. I'm going to light the shit out of this stage. I'm going to just blast it with light. Just so I can pull in some semblance of detail from that background. Mm-hmm. Because up until right before the wedding started, I was thinking like, oh, I've got, you know, a pretty decent exposure in here. Assuming they keep these barn doors closed and just have the the front ones where like the, the bridal party's walking in. But like in traditional barn style, like there's doors on either side. And so... They're like, oh, yeah, we're going to open the other doors when the bride comes because she's coming in in her dad's, like, vintage car. And then we're just going to leave it open. We're going to drive the car into the barn. Yeah. Welcome just to Indiana, through a baby. bunch of the gas. Actually, this wedding was in New York. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, totally. I light, I light ceremonies all the time. But, like, this weekend, the videographer I worked with uh, doesn't bring lights. She's sort of like a natural... Oh, gosh. and um which is fine more power to her but i'm like i don't want to use flash because you're doing video so i'm gonna throw a video light up for the dancing because i personally prefer video light to flash with the sony system and um she was like what oh, are God. you you're barely even a photographer anymore i prefer video light to flash who are what where am I right now? Is this Welcome to the Twilight? Is this a so thing? Is, is, who 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 am I talking to? Let I would say this. I would I'm shoot just fl- so confused. I'm so confused. You a video? A video video? Video killed the photo star? Is that <laughs> is that anything? Is that did no. we just make a song? Did we just no? Did, no, but did, I am rethinking the yellow sweatshirt color. I think I might have should have gone with the navy. I feel but. I feel so confused right now in this moment. 
It is a good moment, though. But let's move past this moment into the next, for the listener's sake. Um, <laughs> yeah. <but laughs> let's do it. Move us into that next moment. Come on. Uh, I can't tell you how many videographers thank me for shooting video mm, light versus... Yeah. Oh, flash. yeah, baby. Especially uh-huh. when it comes to like the sunset portrait stuff that I do, where I try to like you know do that epic nighttime photo dusk mm-hmm. photo and the oh. videographer's like oh i can actually get this guy too because you were thoughtful enough to use video light instead oh, of a flash oh yeah those videographers they just love dustin mckibben so much oh, can't say the same when the roles He's are reversed the best photographer in the whole world <laughs> oh i love dustin mckibben yeah i i know i'm still waiting for your uh review on my facebook page <laughs> That Dustin McKibben was hard as hell to work with. Absolute shit. Kept running in front of me with a damn gimbal on a 35-burrito creative. Don't be confused. Two <laughs> different companies, Steven. Sorry, sorry. Did you just create Big Burrito Creative because you knew you knew you would do a lot of terrible things to photographers? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. You're like, I don't want that reflecting on my photography business. Yes, because I went into the video business thinking I hate photographers. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going to do video the way I want to do video. And You didn't go into everyone... the video business thinking to yourself, I hate videographers, so I'm going to do video the way they do to get back at photography? I don't know. No, I, it was, I, I it felt was like twofold. I had something was, and then I, I lost it. Feel I feel like videographers are lazy. I feel like videographers are lazy and don't really do much. And so I felt like I could do better. And secondly, I felt like uh, photographers were getting lazy as well. And I felt like I could just do it all. I, 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 this weekend had a glaring... Glaring, glaring revelation about my own life um, as a videographer slash photographer. When so the first wedding that I shot, I did video at, and they didn't want to hire me and like a second shooter, like all my packages include. It was too expensive, so we we did a deal. We just uh, cut out the second shooter, and I shot it alone, video alone. So I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off. Video, yeah. Running around like a chicken with my head cut off. Got made fun of several times by our second shooter, Kenton, because I looked so funny and so crazy and so worried and I seemed so stressed out the entire time. It was great. It's great. That's why and, I don't um, offer a video package without a second shooter. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm like setting up cameras, getting ready to go right before the ceremony. And I'm like cutting it close man i'm like right before she's about to walk down the aisle i've got like a camera in the back and a tripod a camera off to the side and a tripod i've got like my camera on a monopod i've got my audio recorder set up and i'm like running around hitting like recording everything making sure everything's in focus everything looks great you know you got the drone and, hovering uh, overhead oh no no, no. <laughs> no drones. It was way too windy, but <laughs> i did bring the drone just in case but didn't end up using it too windy. Um Sorry, bud. I failed you. I know. It was windy at my wedding too, Steve, but I still flew. But so that that's me at that first wedding, getting laughed at and made fun of by my second shooter because of how crazy and frantic I look. Uh, go to the next night. I, I leave that wedding thinking, I don't know what that guy was talking about. I looked like a freaking professional, always keeping it together, always keeping it professional. Next day, wedding I'm shooting, 
I'm not hired to do video. They have a videographer who comes in, is setting up, is literally, <laughs> literally running around from camera to camera, like making sure things are recording in focus. As soon as the ceremony is done, my second shooter at that wedding comes up to me and he's like, oh man, did you get a load of that videographer? He's just running around like a chicken with his head cut off. And I'm just like, oh gosh, that is what I looked like, isn't it? And it's just like this moment of like my darkest, deepest like fears all being realized. And I was like, your insecurities. I'm... I'm that person that everybody's making fun of. That's me. Mm -hmm. <sighs> it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, preying on my inner anxieties at all. It didn't, didn't make me feel incredibly self-conscious at all. No. So what I've realized from the vast number of weddings I've done, uh, and working with the running gun, one man band videographers is the only way that you can do that without sort of that, crazy uh feeling of chicken with his head cut off as you so elegantly put it is mm. by caring very little about what the ceremony looks like meaning you're not delivering a full ceremony <sighs> I, so, I wasn't delivering a full ceremony so but typically, i wanted it recorded anyway exactly so typically like the videographers i'm working with that uh that I've seen, they have one camera set up either 45 off to the side that they move into the center after the ceremony begins. And it's just a wide safe shot. And then they're just like pegging shots with a monopod during the ceremony <laughs> and, yeah. or on a yeah, they're just getting. Who's doing the pegging? Who's getting pegged? Look, uh, let me hear Typically it. both bride and groom. Okay. Yeah. 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 Getting all the shots off on them. Mm -hmm. Getting off on them. Got it. This is surprisingly not bad. It's kind of growing on me here. Oh gosh, I'm I'm out of my my drink. Give me a second. I'll be right back. This... It's actually seven percent alcohol per volume, but it's only three carbs for those of you out there dieting like I am. But I'm pretty sure. There isn't actually any bourbon in this. Oh, sorry. I know longtime fans know I love to keep it professional, one drink or less per episode. Uh, but it was a rough weekend, you know, and uh, I could really use this Munster Fest from uh, Three Floyds right about now. Mmm. Mmm. Ice cold and delicious. Only way to have it. It's an Oktoberfest style lager. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, where were we? Where, where uh, were we I think we about? were beating the videographer horse into the ground. Let's move on. Yeah. Skylum AI looks Ooh, to take. You what? just you just wanted to brush right over the full frame rumor from Canon about a sub nine hundred and ninety nine dollar camera coming out next year. Yep, I saw Canon. I was like, mm, not important. It's going to be less than a thousand dollars, and it's going to be full frame. But you know what? I bet it doesn't have. It's two, two card, card slot. slots. <laughs> yeah, that's why I figured it wasn't worth talking about in the world of Van Elk. It, what Probably if it not. came out and it had three card slots? What if that was like Canon's FU to you, Steve? They're like, fuck you guys. We're going to put three card <laughs> it's slots. Three card slots. One for photo, one for video, <laughs> and one just for shits and giggles. It's, it's going to be card. like a firmware update card slot. 
We're going to mail you your firmware updates via SD card. Uh, even better, Dustin. It has three card slots, but none of them are SD card <laughs> slots. It's a CF Express, an SD Express, and an XQD. They're just like, fuck you all. Or they just go back to CF cards. <laughs> like, like I figured you've got the sub $1,000 range. Probably have a lot of these laying around. So we thought, you know, let's just... Let's go retro. It's like Polaroids. They're like, well, it's only $999. So we actually made a special deal with ProPhoto, and you can only use their (laughs) flashes on this. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that would be great. I would love every minute of some sort of like weird, you know, card slot situation. It'd be so great, you know, sticking it, sticking it right in. We made some weird deal where we're only going to do manual focus lenses on this <laughs> Canon. <laughs> I just thought we really want to get back to the art. This is going to be called our art line. Sorry, Sigma. Um, it's our art line of cameras where it's all manual focus lenses. It's 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 a full full frame camera coming out next year. But after seeing the reaction people had to the R5 overheating <laughs> scandal... <laughs> We decided to make it so when you shoot in 4K or 8K with this one, um, it does not use the full <laughs> sensor. It only uses about a quarter of the sensor now when you're shooting video. And the rest of the sensor actually metamorphoses into a fan to cool <laughs> the rest of it down. We found a way to make the, the entire sensor out of copper, so it actually doubles as a heat sink. Yes. No, I love it when you see those uh, back of the camera, like adapter attachments that have like fans in them. I'm like, if you need that, there's probably a better way or a better camera out there for your needs. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you thought you needed that for the R5 and then you found out, no, it's just some weird firmware thing and they've already issued a fix for it. And the fix makes it a better, but still not completely and totally usable because it still doesn't seem to be anything about the temperature, but more about the card or something weird like that. And then you're like, so why am I using this camera when I could have just got an R6 anyway with SD card slots? Yep, should have went Sony. that's just me. Should have went Sony. That's what you're saying. (laughs) Oh, oh. I would love to go Sony, honestly, though. You know, if you got a hookup, just let me know. Oh. If you you know someone who will trade me all of my Canon bodies and lenses straight up for their equivalent in the Sony world. I broke pretty... No money exchanges hands. I just want to straight up change, just trade every single one of my camera bodies and camera lenses, all my flashes, everything for the Sony equivalents. No money exchanges hands. You you have have newer flashes, so you should be okay there. I have three Canon flashes. (laughs) I have Um, three Canon flashes. Don't give this to me. But... No, I broke pretty close to even when I sold all my Nikon gear. Uh, what really screwed me over was the fact that I own a D4. So you mm-hmm. don't own any pro body Canon, so you might skate by. But like the the pro stuff just does not hold its value uh, when it's like the, on to the next generation already. Yeah, yeah, because my 5D Mark IV has held its value so well. (laughs) Hey, you'd be surprised. 
be surprised. By 5D Mark III's that have both had their, uh, you know, the, like the little thing on top, so you can switch from like manual to bulb to like uh, P mode to AV mode, all that stuff. I only shoot manual, so I don't know what any of those is. Those I mean. know. Yeah, and we always leave ours in manual too. But like and the little for master ring, mode, the little ring that has like all the stuff on it, that popped off. So now if you get it out of manual mode, it's just like, I guess I just keep turning it until I get it back in manual mode. <laughs> and I mean, it's pretty easy because bulb mode is right next to manual mode. So if you get it to bulb, you know, oh, I'm one click away from manual. But <laughs> I go, had that happen where it got knocked over to, uh, I think it was P mode the other day. And I was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> P for pro. Yeah. P for pro, but not this, this, not this pro. Nope. Nope. No, uh, so this past week, um, Sony Segway, I was in Indianapolis shooting a photo shoot session, and I thought, hmm, what better time than to get all of my camera equipment cleaned at the good folks at Robert's Camera in Indianapolis. Mm. So my original plan was stop in. Oh, yeah. Also, that's that night you gave me the sweatshirt. Yes. At birthday drinks with Stephen Van Elk. Uh, if you ever see or hear of him, you know, shout out. But um, I stopped at Robert's and my plan was, because they told me it'd take about an hour, hour and a half to clean all my stuff since I have so much. And dropped it all off and they're like, hey, while you're here, if you want, we actually have the Sony rep here to show off the new A7S III. And the like A92, because apparently they don't have one of those in the store. And I was like, oh, twist my arm. So I went over and I was jibber jabbering with the Sony rep for about an hour. And kind of felt like I knew more than him. It was sort of a weird vibe where kind of not to talk poorly about Sony, but it seems like they kind of like pick these reps and just send them around the country because they're yeah. like Sony yeah. fanboys, but yeah. oh, okay. maybe okay. does that make me a bigger Sony fanboy? I guess what I'm saying mm. is Sony, if you want to send me pre-release cameras and send <laughs> me around the country, like I will know more about it than this guy. Will you though? Will you though? I feel like what you're if really I'm being sent around the country, I will tanking your ability to ever be made into a Sony rep. I feel, I feel like that's what you're really doing right now. What you're doing is you're like, hey Sony, uh, would you like to send me around the country to represent you? Because currently you're shit. Yeah, <laughs> I'll always be honest, Steve. But um, I guess. Uh, back to our earlier discussion about flash versus video light. I was talking to him <laughs> about that and I was sadly disappointed because he did not have a solution for my problem. And my problem is for those of you out there who shoot Sony, you get so spoiled with this mirrorless phenomenon where what you see is what you get when you're shooting without a flash. And what that means is like, what comes through the electronic viewfinder or the back of the camera is literally like pretty close to what your end result photo is going to look like as a raw file because it's representing the depth of field and the shutter speed in the ISO in real time, which is something we're not used to in the days of traditional DSLRs. And so we've been spoiled. So now 
you put a flash on the top of the camera and it's like all of that goes out the window. Sony's now like, okay, we're going to slap your viewfinder into some sort of like an auto mode where we think this will give you like an idea of what things look like, but it has no representation of what your settings are on the camera, (laughs) which is all, you know, good and dandy. But if you've been shooting without a flash all day and you've gotten used to that and then you put a flash on and then you're like, oh shit, I can't trust what I'm seeing anymore. I have to actually like think about it as if I was shooting on a DSLR and this was just like auto, like looking through a mirror. Mm -hmm. And um, I asked him if there was any way to turn that off and he was... A, not aware that that was a problem because he's like, yeah, most of our Sony shooters really don't shoot flash because the ISO performance is just so amazing. I was like, yeah, but some of us still do. Uh, (laughs) Especially here in Indiana where we're not shooting like our receptions all outside in beautiful, you know, places. Some of them are in like white boxes or barns that are pitch black. Mm -hmm. And... So he was like, yeah, most, I've never had anyone like ask anything about flash before. To be honest, I really don't know much about flash. And I'm like, well, great. You're the perfect person to ask this to. And then he like spent 30 minutes like digging through the menus. And I like actually grabbed a flash off the shelf at Robert's and like threw it on the camera so he could fully understand what I was asking. And he's like, oh, that is weird. You're right. It like, you know, all of the manual settings that you would normally see are like gone. I'm like, yeah, exactly. That's what I want fixed. And he's like, oh, okay. Well, I'll put something in the suggestion box. I was like, oh, well, great. But yeah, sorry. That was my rant. I just, I really, really want that fixed. And if anyone out there is listening and has figured a workaround, I've not. And I would love something. So far, the only workaround I've found is using non-Sony brand flashes and transmitters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like, now that I'm done just completely and totally zoning out everything you mm-hmm. said, because it's yeah. all about Sony and who cares, might as well talk about Panasonic but, or uh, Leica. I don't know. Yeah. Lumix just released a new camera this week. It looks pretty exciting. S- yeah. SS or S or 5S or something like that. Is it their new full frame one or whatever? Full frame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about something that excites me to my very core. Skylum? Skylum AI. Or as I like to call it, late to car jobs. Yeah, I don't understand that, but continue. Give give me a, they they took our jobs. They took all jobs? They took our jobs. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Gotta get more redneck with it. Come on, let's go. By golly, they're coming for our jobs, Susie. <laughs> oh, Skylum AI has put out a new, uh, they uh, pre-announced a new Luminar. It's oh, called I Luminar announcements, And it's a fully automated AI-first photo editor. Dustin, did you happen to click through on this one at least? Get, get a little taste of it. So I actually use Luminar 4. I know and, you do. And so... I got their email where they, as Steve likes to say, they pre-ejaculated this announcement onto us. Um, Just to it really, right over you. Really give us the feel for it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And you were like, their email oh, was so Skylum vague. Luminar, shoot your big load all over my face. And they were like, here you go, Luminar AI. It's our big load. Here's your soon-to-be firmware update as we shoot it on over to you. But I didn't really understand face. in the email. <laughs> You're all about the face editing. I feel like my faces normally look pretty good when I take pictures. Must be a Sony thing. Must be. <laughs> But I didn't understand exactly what the difference was from current Luminar 4 to this new AI take over the world. Terminator comes out of my computer, slaps me in the face, and just says, let me edit for you. Well, let me tell you, Dustin, when you bring in a photo to the new Luminar AI, instead of having like uh, the normal Luminar-like stuff where you could... Just I don't know whatever, whatever like, the shit like, you could adjust in that. It's like Lightroom, there's modules and sliders and all that good mm-hmm. stuff. And now it's just like, uh, is this like portrait? Is this uh, essentials? Is this whatever? You click on one of those and it's like, uh, what do you want to do to the skin? How much amount wise? Do you want to do like a shine removal? And you just have sliders for the amount of like skin retouching and shine removal you want to do, and that's it. And the machines they do it all for you. You're not the going ghost, through removing blemish the, by the blemish. Ghost in the machine. You're just like, oh, let, let me slide it till it looks good, and then you're done. You do it with the, the with the skin, with the body, with the structure, with the color, you know, all that stuff. You you can do it for uh, the the landscapers too. That's and, what uh, I use it for. Mm-hmm. For the landscapers, your uh, land? I use it you, for my real estate uh, to uh-huh. for sky replacements. Yep. I use it for my sky swapping. Yeah, so uh, supposedly they have like a new stuff built into this one where it'll look through your library of photos of the sky and it'll suggest photos to you. And then it'll also edit the photo to match the sky that you want to use color-wise and everything. So currently it already does something like that. And I always turn that feature off. Because mm-hmm. it typically gives your photo a very blue cast. So I use very blue skies. So it's mm-hmm. AI is like, oh, you're adding blue. We must cast it all in blue. And mm-hmm. I'm like, nope. Yes. Have you ever tried like playing around with the amount and with the boost on that? Because you can do that now. If you can uh, before. I do not. I'm a very simple man with very simple needs. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, I'm in this program for one thing and one thing alone. And that's to add a sky. Every now and then I'll get a little bit crazy and I'll be like, let's add a fake sun. And then sometimes I'm like, we added the sun, let's go for some rays. And then I'm like, nope, that looks awful. <laughs> so, so basically, yeah, the new Skylum is just like, hey, you know all that cool stuff we were doing already that basically most people I know who were using it were using it for what you were, sky swaps. That's the biggest thing I knew people were using uh, Luminar very, 4 for. Very easy. And Luminar AI is like, hey, what if people could just use use Luminar for everything and not have to worry about editing anymore? No, no more Photoshop. No more Photoshop, Dustin. Get well, rid of Photoshop. I lo- what I love about Luminar, um, and Luminar, if you're listening out there, thank you so much for sponsoring this episode, um, is the fact that they weren't listening to everyone about like oh we need a you know a lightroom replacement a lightroom competitor which they could be you can use it as a standalone piece of software 
but you can also use it as a Lightroom plugin, which is what I use it for. So within Lightroom, you can send a photo into Luminar and then it saves back into Lightroom, That's which I plugin. love. That's not a plugin. It's there's a plugin of Luminar that sort of is a bridge that lets between you do the that? two. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So they have a plugin, but what you described was not a plugin. What you described is just sending out to another program and then sending it back. Yes, but there could be this like, oh, I've got to export it out of Lightroom, and then I've got mm-hmm. to open it in Luminar, and then I got to put it back into Lightroom, and make sure it syncs with my other photos. But that's instead, you can just right click on the photo, and you can click Edit in Luminar, and that's then the one you thing. can edit it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then click that's Apply. The one thing. The, and it mm-hmm, goes back in. Mm-hmm, 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 yes. Mm-hmm, Are you done talking mm-hmm, yet? Uh, the mm-hmm, one thing mm-hmm. I didn't see with Lightroom is mm-hmm. the ability yep. to mm-hmm. just say. I want to bring in these 20, 35 photos. I'm going to have you say what I want for the very first one, apply the exact same stuff to the rest, you know, batch editing, Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. which is what I would want. So supposedly I don't don't see anything talking about batching. Mm -hmm. So if you are inside a Luminar and you go up to the top under one of the menus, there is a batch edit module. I have not played around with it yet. Because I was too afraid if I add one sky to a photo and it's very, how their sky sort of thing works, it's very positional. So this, what makes it so great is it actually makes a AI guesstimate on where the horizon line is. Mm-hmm. And then that's where the clouds go. And so, and it does that on every single photo. So I was afraid if I batched it, it would be like trying to set that sky in the same spot in every photo versus using that AI functionality. So you were afraid that would happen, so you didn't even try it, as opposed to just trying it. I just discovered this. I just discovered this when I was moving everything over to my new computer because I was trying to figure out where the hell my serial code was for the program Mm -hmm. and going through all the menus because Skylum does not make it easy to move it from computer to computer. Just, you just gotta but buy a new I got one. It done. Every time you get a new computer, you gotta buy a new program, right? Buy the program again. I don't know. That's what they want. They want you mm-hmm. to be like, mm, God, this is so difficult. It's only eighty nine dollars. I'll just buy it again. All right, bud. Let's do some Q and A. Let's do some Q and A. But Steve. Lacey from a random Facebook group asked, what would you do? I was asked to second shoot groomsmen and details today from 123. Photographer contacted me Thursday and gave me times and payment amount. Yesterday, I messaged and asked where the exact location was. She saw the message but didn't respond. Today, I messaged again an hour and a half before I needed to drive 45 minutes to the wedding to get a location since she still hasn't responded. I hate not being the photog to not show up, but I'm supposed to leave in 10 minutes and I still have no address. At this point, I'm assuming she no longer needs my services. But if I'm honest, it's a little disheartening that she doesn't have enough respect for my time to at least tell me that she doesn't. I am a single mom and photography supplements my income. $150 may not be a lot to some people, but that's groceries for a week for my kid and I. 
So would you so would you head to the general area and contact her again or just leave it alone? Edited to add, I called and no answer left. Left a voicemail, then I messaged again stating that I can't rightfully drive with no location. What would you do? What would you do if your Vitag was not at home? I don't know. I was, I was going to try to do some like TLC or something. I, I just I couldn't make it happen. Oh, what would you do? What would you do? What would you do? What would you do? Would you? Eh. There's, what there's, would you there's... do? What could you do? How would you do it? I gotta say. If I had to guess, if I had to guess, don't guess, just know. I, I would say that the reason you probably haven't heard back is because they asked you to be there for two hours and you were going to get paid $150 and they were like, Ooh, do I want to pay $75 an hour for a second shooter just to do groomsmen in details? And they decided no. And then they ghosted you because they didn't know how to say that politely. They had gone behind your back, found somebody else. I would not, I would definitely not get in my car and drive to the area just to be certain because you're just going to waste gas. You said, uh, Lacey, you're a single mom. You're wasting gas. You're paying for a babysitter to watch your kid while you're gone. Uh, that time could be much better spent. Um, I don't know, getting like a mani petty or something. Oh wait, COVID. Um, that kind of time could be better spent taking a walk in a park alone with a mask on. Donating blood. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, that's a good one. I know, man. I'm all about, yeah. you know, helping others. Yeah, I can't think of a better way to get a free cookie, so. Or what you could do, Lacey, is you could drive to that location where the wedding was going to be, but not bring a camera. She just doesn't have an address. I know. Just drive <laughs> to that general area and then just start knocking on doors. You said you need those groceries, Lacey. And you just say, knock, knock, knock. Hey, I'm looking for a groom and a groom's man. Anyone here? <laughs> and then you just keep, keep on you, you know what? You know what? You know what? You could probably make more money, Lacey. Just drive to the general area. Knock Start on Ubering. doors. Start Ubering. <laughs> just knock on doors and be like, hi, um... I am a single hungry mom. Hungry single mom. <laughs> I'm a hungry single mom and a photographer. I was supposed to do a photo shoot for some groomsmen today, and uh, I got canceled on it the last second. So I got to pay my babysitter. I'm just trying to make some money. So, do you guys need any portraits or <laughs> that's, anything? That's, that's oh my gosh, that's going to end so bad. Okay, Lacey, um, let's. Uh, we're going to so reel this hangry. one back. We're going to reel this one back. Oh, did you say hangry? Oh, I just gave really bad advice oh. for. Oh. Uh, okay, Lacey, um, you could probably make more money if you just do this one really, really terrible thing, which kind of falls in line with what we were saying before, and uh, just get get that pedicure done and <laughs> set up a camera and take some photos of your own feet and post them on an OnlyFans, right? Are Only you into feats. that kind of thing, Steve? Steve, no. are you into that kind of thing? No. It's okay. No. This is a safe place. Only you and I are here. <laughs> no, I read 10,000 other people. I read something in a Facebook group the other day that was 
<laughs> some girl got a message sent to her and they were just like, Hey, uh, I know you're a photographer. I just have a real simple request. I wanted to know if you'd work with me on a creative project. And she was like, uh, yeah, sure. I would love to work with you on a creative project. Um, just what is it? And like, what, what would the pay be? And they're like, oh yeah. So here's the thing. Um, since I know you're a photographer and you can do the photos really well, I feel like I wouldn't need to be there um, because you could handle all the shooting on your own. And uh, what I what I just need are some pictures of your feet. And like, if you pay, if you, if you get the the pictures done and sent to me, like, uh, not only am I going to pay you, but I'm also going to help pay for like uh, pedicures and nail polish too. And I was what? just like, I was like. <laughs> How how fast can you close your email? How fast can you just delete your entire email and your website and just be done with life? Because you're just like, Ugh, are you yuck. kidding me? I'd be like, forward those emails to me because I will take pictures of my feet for money all day long. Like, like no joke. I just got a pedicure on my hairy hobbit feet. <laughs> Who would like yeah. to see a photo of these? Did did you say macro? Like I'm all I'm all in on that. Tight wide. I want to make let's, sure you can see every one of the hairs on my big toe. In fact, let's make this a long-term project. Mm-hmm. I'm going to shave the hair off, and then you're going to slowly watch it grow through a series of time-lapse-like photographs. Shot with my iPhone. <laughs> oh. oh, right, we got time for one more. One more. Yuck. Uh, Devin Rowland from our very own Facebook group says, I saw a wedding photo come up in my Facebook feed today and thought something looked familiar. It's a groom whose wedding I photographed a few years ago to a different woman. I knew they divorced, but hadn't heard that he was getting remarried. What looks so familiar about the photo, though? He's wearing the same clothes from his last wedding. So do I like the photo? Do I compliment him on the sharp duds and being able to fit into them several years plus a pandemic later? And then she put a laughing, so hard I'm crying emoji face. Dustin, what you do? I think it's pretty easy, Devin. You find the photo you took originally from the last set of engagement photos and you post it and you say, Twin in Tuesday. Is it a Tuesday when she does this? Is twinning Tuesday a thing? Twinning Tuesday, and then and then like later on in the day, you like write. Wouldn't you post it and just put like hashtag twinners? Hashtag twinning, twinning, and then you say like, "Looks like a groom I shot once." Is that finger guns? Finger guns. Well, at this point, Devin, you have nothing to lose because it's obvious that they didn't hire you to shoot this. So why not go down in a blaze of your own humility? Why not? Why not just just comment with a photo you took of him from the last wedding and be like, I shot you better. <laughs> who shot it best? Yeah. Sort of like who little, wore little best. side by side comparison. Yeah. Who shot it? Who shot it best? yeah Mm. who shot it better the uh the pandemic photographer who was their cousin with an iphone or me the professional 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who was it? Who was and it? So then, and Who then Devin it? just drop a watermark on there and then say, call me when you're ready to move up in the world. <laughs> move up in the world? Call me. <laughs> like, like, so when he gets his next divorce and remarries again, And wears the same outfit her. for a third time. <laughs> so yeah, Devin, have you considered maybe... Maybe he'd been married once or twice before you shot him. And he wore the same outfit those times, too. Have you considered maybe he's immortal? Maybe he's just moving through life. I was going to say uh, serial his, killer. His, his fashion has never changed. Maybe he's killing these women that he keeps marrying. It's like a Black Widow male version of that. If that A Black Widower. <laughs> It's sad. Sad. Is that, is that what you wanted to say? Widowee. <laughs> Doesn't um, that sound so terrible? Like a woman who's who has uh, a spouse who dies is a is a widow. A male who has a spouse who dies is a widower. It's almost like it's implied that the male killed their spouse. <laughs> <laughs> That's the widower. He's the widow. It maker. sounds so so <laughs> so close to murderer. <laughs> Well, they typically say if the spouse dies, typically the loved one did it. Yeah. Or in this case, the person who wears the same clothes and never changes. The person who is like a portrait stuck in time in the same clothes forever. Devin, are you sure he was just wearing those on his wedding day? Maybe he always wears the same clothes every single day. Maybe it's like a Dorian Gray situation. (laughs) Where, wait, does Dorian Gray change his clothes? Does he always have to dress the same as in the painting, or how does that work? I feel like he has to dress the portrait of Dorian Gray. No, there's there's a man when he he has a painting of himself, and like as long as the painting stays intact, he never ages. Nothing bad ever happens to him. Like as far as like he can't like really get sick and die, or like get hurt and die. Because, like, the portrait takes all, the, like, the pain. So, like, the portrait ages, but he doesn't. Like, it's like he swapped places with his own portrait, basically. And uh, then, but somebody, I think, at the end destroys the portrait and then he dies. Is this a movie? It's, like, a famous story. And it's been in, like, a bunch of horror movies and TV shows and stuff. How do you not know this? He's like a decadent immortal who just like runs around doing whatever the hell he wants. I thought Dorian He's cool. Gray was like a Dracula's. beer from Scarlet Lane. Yeah, the Dorian Stout. It's named for Dorian <laughs> Gray. <laughs> <sighs> I thought, thought that was just something they made up at Scarlet Lane. That's going to do it for us this week on the Wedding Photo Hangover. Thanks for listening to another episode. If you love the show, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to connect, we're at Wedding Photo Hangover on Instagram. Dustin. Mommy. Mommy. Is that Dustin underscore McKibben? And I'm at Steven Van Elk. We have an awesome Facebook group. You should join it. Just search for Wedding Hangover. If you want more content, head over to the Patreon by going to patreon.com slash WPH. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your tired being aches for the sweet embrace of death. death. That's right. Next week after you shoot, another Another wedding. wedding. Dustin, what a good. Tenet. You can talk about yes. Tenet, just don't spoil it. So all Tenet. the talk you can do without spoiling for me, because I will watch it because I love Christopher Nolan, and if you spoil it, I will murder you. 
So you're or maybe I've already murdered you because time travel. We don't know. Ooh. So think about that. So you already know the premise. Everybody knows the premise. It's called previews. I, I didn't know the premise. I went in with no premise. Um, it's a movie by Christopher mm, Nolan. It's one of those? One of those? Was it shot on a camera and projected on a screen there, for people to watch? There was light. There was dark. I'm just I'm just upset you didn't watch it where he intended for you to watch it, which would be on your iPhone, of course. Yes. Get real? Well, no, I, I was under the impression that it was going to be released for three days only, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of last week, was that? Last mm-hmm. week, I believe. And, um, and then they, like, extended it. So I wanted to go really bad and see this movie. It was the only movie this year that I really, really wanted to see. And um, especially with all the hype surrounding it because Christopher Nolan refused to let it go to a streaming service. And um, so I went. I saw it. I wanted to go with Steve, and Steve said no. I and would have gone with you, just not last week. It's like the most stressful week of my life. We didn't have an episode yep. come out last week because I was so stressed. Yep. <sighs> I don't ever want to shoot a video alone at a wedding again for the rest of my life. I hated it. Who knows? You could have shot it better having Christopher Nolan's artistical running through your brain mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. maybe d- maybe i'll have to watch it this week because i got another video this weekend so there you go it's definitely a movie you have to watch twice mm-hmm. um it's definitely have a movie, you watched it twice i've not watched it twice i would so you gladly... can't say it's a movie you have to watch twice then because you've only oh, watched it once maybe 100%. you watch it a second time and you're like nope i actually got it all the first time through dun 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 <laughs> I mean, I think I have a good grasp on it now, but it's definitely a movie like you can't go like watch and then go like do something that's like mentally stressful or mentally exhausting because it's definitely a movie like you need to go sit in a quiet, dark place and just like digest it because it's that deep. It's that layered. It's that complicated. Um, my wife would hate it. I'm so glad I did not take her. Um, because it's, it's a, it's the best way I can explain it without ruining it is it's like reading a book, but you're not reading it in order and you're skipping chapters. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's portrayed to you in a way like a linear story. So you have to really pay attention um, to keep up with the fast-paced storytelling and try to like remember things so that you can fill other things in those holes later. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Okay. Okay. Now, okay, if Justin, I want okay. to critique the movie on a purely cinematic nature... Uh, I thought the typical Christopher Nolan-esque-ness of it was really impressive, really good. All of that was good. Um, The acting, I thought, was like a little, uh, like, okay. Um, A little subpar, in my opinion, for a Christopher Nolan film. But, you know, I can, like, I can be okay with it. 
Okay. Okay, Dustin. Okay. That's all. That's all. That's all we know. got. That's all we got. I mean, you obviously want to see it. Well, it's just I, so I, I, I want to see it because I love Christopher Nolan. I like all of his movies. Well, I, I so I I'm really like John David boy. Washington, who is the what? I'm a fan boy. Yeah, of Christopher the, Nolan fanboy. John John David Washington's like the main character, mm-hmm. um, even though in a sort of racist manner, he's not the highest paid actor in the movie. But um, it's neither here nor there. But uh, <clears throat> he in typically plays a more comedic character. And so his semi-comedic scenes in the movie are splendid. They're so good. They are they are done perfectly with just the right amount of humor. But it's hard for me to see him as like this 007-esque character. Mm. Okay. Sort of like seeing... What's his face in Jack Ryan? When you're used to seeing John him Krasinski, in these, yeah. When you're used to seeing him play like The Office and other movies like that, and then he's it's like, it's hard to understand secret- that actors know how to act. I, I understand exactly. Yeah. I'm typecasting, man, 100. percent mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with John Just David like Washington I, I, and what else he's done. He is. I see recent- he was in Black Klansman, which I have not watched, but I heard was That's great. Also a comedy. Uh, and uh, I don't I don't know what else he's done. Oh, he uh, played he, for the St. Louis Rams. Yep, Whoa. and he he's uh, Samuel or not Samuel? Oh, he's in Ballers with the Rock. Yeah, so Ballers is what I watch him in. And Getting I balled love that by the show. Rock. Yeah, he's nice. Denzel Washington's son. I know that. Oh, cool, cool. No idea. Didn't know Big any of this stuff. Fill. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like it. I love that you go through the whole movie though without ever knowing his name. Interesting. Okay. Uh, are we done? Are we done now with the, uh, you yeah. talking uh, it's about a Tenet great mo- without it's a great destroying movie. Tenet for anyone else? It's a great movie. I highly recommend it. It has everything you want in a action Chris Nolan esque movie. Um, you've got a vampire. You've got a ballers guy. I mean, it's uh, it's great. Robert Pattinson's in it. I thought he was yep. busy on Batman, but okay. Yep, he's see Batman and Twilight. See what I did there? Yeah, and I Twilight. love it. Um, are we done? Is that it? Is that it? That's it, man. That's it. Yeah. Uh, I, watched, I need you to uh, go see it so we can have like a spoilers episode on it. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Uh, I watched. Uh, I watched. I'm thinking of ending things on Netflix. Did you see the previews for that? Say that. What? What? Wait, what? What'd you I'm say? I'm thinking of ending things. No, I've not even heard of that. What is that? That's terrible. I hated it. <laughs> I hated every second of it. It was the most long drawn out thing I think I've ever watched. I usually love Charlie Kaufman films. Uh, and this one was not, not not my cup of tea. I'm sure. I'm sure. You know, it was Charlie Kaufman. It's very well made. But has, it's just, has Jesse oof. Plemons in it. Who's Jesse Plemons? He plays Jake in it. Yeah. Okay. But who is he? Why? Why? Why do he's, you know him? I don't know breaking, him. He's in Breaking Bad, isn't he? No. Or at least I don't know. 
Yeah, he's in Breaking Bad. He's in... Um, I didn't watch Breaking Bad. I what? assumed you were thinking of uh, Aaron Paul, who played Jesse Pinkman in Breaking Bad. No, 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 no. He's no, in, somebody else? He's also in Game Night. Um, he's like the that. psycho mm. cop in Game Night. Um, what else is he in recently that he was pretty good in? Uh, oh, he was in Black Mirrors on the episode where he's okay. a creepy guy who like clones his office people. And creepy guy sounds on, right. Yeah. On a Star Trek ship. Yeah, I could see him typecast as a creepy guy many, many, many times. Uh, so I'm thinking of ending things. Um, I would just say no spoilers here, but when, who was it? Oprah? Friday said, Night Lights. Uh, That's where he got his sort of his yeah. big break. Oprah said, when somebody tells you who they are, uh, you should pay attention to that. And, uh, you know, I'll just say that about, I'm thinking of ending things like, you know, when, when somebody, when somebody tells you who they are, by which I mean, when the title of the movie tells you what it's about, uh, you should just pay attention to that. So, you know, if, if you Why? thought like, Hey, it's going to be like this, uh, quirky, fun sort of, uh, thing. Cause you know, that those are the Charlie Kaufman stuff that I love the most. Like, uh, you know, being John Malkovich or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's kind of like a quirky, fun, like sort of thing, but also like kind of deep and bizarre and weird or adaptation, you know, favorite John Kaufman stuff, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, not like that at all. More, well, more depressing. Oh, well, I did watch upon your recommendation, the second season of the Umbrella Academy. Oh yeah. How'd you like that? Did you finish didn't, it? Didn't really like it very much. Oh, man, I liked it better than first season. I, I would fan. say the opposite. I would say the opposite. I <sighs> more thoroughly enjoyed the first season. Man, big fan. Uh, I watched the first episode of Ted Lasso. Have you seen that on yeah. Apple TV? Ooh, mm-hmm. that might be the funniest thing I've seen in a very long time. So to be clear, you didn't have time to go see a movie this week, but you've had time to watch all of these other things. I'm thinking of ending things Shannon and I watched uh, after the first wedding we shot and Ted Lasso uh, we watched after the uh, second wedding we shot. And Ted Lasso was very much needed because I needed funnies after uh, I'm thinking of ending things. And we only watched one episode of Ted Lasso. It's like a series. And it's it's amazing. It's It might be one of the funniest, best, most uplifting things I've seen in a very long time. It's got, a, it's got like big... Uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt vibes, where it's like the the main character is just enthusiastic and optimist, op- optimistic, and just somebody you want to root for. But it's mm. also very funny, just just scathingly funny. Very good stuff. You'd like it. It's okay. Jason Sudeikis. Yeah, I like Jason. We should we should call it quits. It's been an hour and twenty minutes. I said we had to keep episodes down to fifty five minutes, so this has gone I longer try, than man. I said. Uh, yeah, I try. You tried, and I just was like, no, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's talk about all this stuff nobody cares about at the end. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about Tenet without talking about Tenet. <laughs> mm. It was a Tenet. Uh, so I saw the movie with Luke, and uh, the movie opens, and I turned to Luke, and I said, wait, this isn't a movie about tenants versus landlords? And Luke looked at me like... Uh, did, did Luke just walk out? <laughs> He's just like... You, Dustin, would just walk right out. That's the beautiful thing about going to the movies right now is like you have the whole theater to yourself because nobody else goes. I love it. I love it. Yeah. It's like a private screening. All right. Good night, buddy. I'll see you. See you at your next birthday. Good night, Dustin.
Dustin McKibben. He's the best photographer in the whole world. Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs. Woo-wee!